and what is going to take to bring revival to America. You know, Jesus talked about and gave us the Great Commission in uh, Matthew 28, where he said we should go into the world and make disciples of the nations. I can't think of a better person to interview on this than Tom Short. Uh, Tom's someone that I've known for years. Uh, I've met him here and there on college campuses. We've run into each other. Uh, you know, he he is a local uh, preacher here, but he also tours the country. My wife and I support him, and I think he does some tremendous work, and I wanted to bring him on the program to talk about that because Tom travels college campuses kind of in the uh, the old-school way, right? Uh, you know, the itinerant preacher, you know? It's kind of lost its vogue, I guess, with a lot. I think it's great. So, Tom, thanks for being on the show today. My pleasure. So glad to be here with you, Mark. So let's, let's jump right in, uh, Tom. You know, I don't know. You've been going to college campuses. It's, uh, I was looking at your bio. This is a while. 1970s, eh? Well, uh, actually, full-time since 1980. Wow. Yes. That's awesome. So... And that's the, what is that? That's four decades. That's four decades. We started. You're looking good. I'll just say, I mean, (laughs) for 40 years, you're looking good. I love what I do. And it does keep me feeling energized and young. I bet it does. Because you're, you're around young people all the time. You've been to hundreds of college campuses. We often run into each other at the University of Florida. That's where we tend to cross paths often when we're out doing our thing. Uh, I just want to talk about, you know, you've been on campus for four decades uh, you know, you started out doing this. Um, what, what's it like? I mean, what, what have you seen over those decades? In the, in, there have been changes, I imagine. There have been. What's it like then? What was it like then? And what is it like now? I, I would imagine many of your listeners could think of their college years as being transitional or times that mm-hmm. that many of them became committed Christians. Right. And historically, the campus has been such a a key place to raise up Christian leaders, to see people come to Christ, to make disciples. It's that period in life where they're out of school now, out of high school, they're out of the family, out of the home, right? and they need to decide what they want to do. And many uh, Christian ministries have been so active on the college campus. And so that's a time when God got hold of my life and so many other people's lives. But you know, something it's, it's happened. You got saved on a college campus. Actually, late high school. Okay. Late high school, but it was with through a ministry that was involved on the campus. Gotcha. Yeah. So, but you know what happened during that time is in the 60s, of course, there was the Jesus movement, late 60s, mm-hmm. early 70s, and multitudes of people were getting saved. That ran at the same time or shortly thereafter of the hippie movement that sought to mm-hmm. overthrow the establishment, right? Mm-hmm. And when they failed at that, they said, let's get into the system, and they got into the culture and into the institutions. And what has happened, we didn't do that. Right. And we're now seeing on the campus the result of 40, 50 years of, of uh, radical left-wing secularism really indoctrinating and becoming far more hostile to the Christian faith and to the things we believe. They, they don't hide it anymore. They, right. they, it's out there. It's uh, very aggressive. And as a result, we're see it's a lot harder. The ground on the college camps is a lot harder than it was forty years ago. Yeah, well, we were talking about the uh, before the program about the quote, you know, from this uh, communist uh, student leader. Uh, his name was uh, Rudy Dutch in 1967. It said talked about how 
they were going to take over through the long march through our institutions, and that's what's been going on. That wasn't that way 40 years ago. So no. now we've, it's a much different climate on a college campus. It is, and we're reaping what we've sown. They're reaping uh, what they've sown. Yeah. Uh, they have gained such power, such institutional power in the universities, the business world, the political world, the, the entertainment world. And consequently, the academics, the culture, the peer pressure on the college campus has become uh, aggressively hostile to our faith. And it's taking its toll on the number of young people who are not even interested in, in the faith anymore. Now, I've seen you out on college campuses. I mean, describe how and what you do. It's a little bit unique. I mean, I you, you got some of the ideas from the pro-life movement in that you have a display. You don't always use it, I assume, yeah. but explain how that looks or what that looks like. So sometimes I'm, I'm uh, out, I take a large display that, yeah, I got the ideas from uh, Created <laughs> Equal years ago and, and seeing some of what you guys do. That I For years, I could preach on the camp. I'd go out, and I'm outdoors, first of all, and yeah. I'm at a common place where people walk by, and I just lift up my voice and began proclaiming truth, and inevitably, people stop and listen they have questions. They want to. Some of the questions are very honest, sincere. Some of them are trying to make me look bad or whatever. Right. But but I usually start around noon and and all afternoon till five or so in the afternoon. We're out there preaching the gospel, answering questions, interacting. A number of years ago, I started using these large displays, and the reason being is all these students were walking around now with their iPhones and their earbuds in. Yeah. And they couldn't even hear me. And so I realized we have to catch their visual attention as well. See, back in the 19, this is another big difference in 1980, when we, when I first started, there wasn't much to do on campus. You could do, go to class, do your homework, or listen to me. Uh, now, <laughs> yeah. the student unions have all kinds of activities, the rec centers, there's all kinds of, there's the entertainment, there's their iPhones, just there's a thousand distractions to get people thinking about other things in every group and the, the universities that all kinds of things they always have going on that are to entertain the students. It's about fun on the campus so much anymore. And so to get their attention is harder. It's more difficult. And this is where I set up the, these visual displays. Now our displays three days. Yeah. So hold that thought, hold that thought. Tom Schwartz, my guest today, and you can go to his website at Tom, the and you'll get a, a picture, get a look at what he does on college campuses all across America. Uh, Tom, before the break, we were talking about uh, the display that you take uh, to the campuses. From what I understand, it's a three-day event, generally, right? Now, each of those days has a different theme. If you would, take us through those themes, and then I'd like to hear how you would introduce the gospel and maybe some of the hard you know, questions or you get yeah. from students as they come on. So let's hear about the display. So my message is uh, really simple. The three days, day number one, God is real. And the displays answer questions uh, from the philosophers, the evolutionists, the scientists, the secularists that would imply that there is no God. Day number two, the Bible is true. And reasons we believe the Bible, the Bible's influence upon our lives, upon our culture, our society, and answers to objections that skeptics would raise. Day three is Jesus is the way to God. 
and it talks about the, the ways Jesus is unique from all other religious leaders. He's the only one who's fulfilled prophecy, who's claimed to be God, who lived a sinless life, who died for our sins, and then obviously who rose from the dead. People ask me, Tom, what makes your religion any better than anyone else's? <laughs> I say, well, you know, for starters, our guy rose from the dead. And that's, uh, that's really what sets our religion apart more than anything else is that we, uh, we have the proof right. in the resurrection from, of Jesus Christ. I love the approach. Three days, that's a big commitment to a campus, and I think the displays are wonderful. And I love it because people can just walk around it. If they're not going to engage you, which some don't, I know that, yep. right? They may just pass by, or they'll take a little bit of time just to walk around and read it, and some do that, right? Absolutely. And uh, and so I will stand out there, and I'll I'll begin to take questions and about the displays. But, of course, we go, everything Everywhere. comes up. Where, wherever the student asks, you basically go there. You've got to be prepared <laughs> to, to talk about it. Because one thing, you got to be you got to be interesting. You can never a dull moment. People are busy. They'll <laughs> yeah. walk on. It's not like... Let's be honest. In church, you're not going to walk out if, if, if the sermon's boring, but they'll walk away from me in no time if I lose yeah. their interest. You know, that brings up the stereotype. And, of course, unfortunately, there are those out there. You're not one of them. And, and for the most part, from my understanding, my experience, most of the preachers I've seen on college campuses are solid. But every once in a while, there's one out there, and we've all maybe, you know, we've seen them and what have you. How do you deal with that? Because you're, you know, your approach, if, if you would, share that. What would you—how do you approach things— to because you know people love to heckle and and all of that right so if you would deal with the stereotype because you know how some people think unfortunately yeah well you know i uh obviously i just want to have people give me a chance and listen i realize sometimes because of the stereotypes i'm stepping into the batter's box with two strikes against me before i even get my first swing that's true so it's important to uh be kind and gracious and reasonable and not unnecessarily inflammatory. But firm, but firm. Firm, oh yeah, absolutely, firm and honest. And you know what I found is people do stop, when, when you speak straight, strong, and honestly, that gets people's attention. Mm -hmm. If you're, in, in my mind, it's important to me that I communicate, I'm not out here, I, I don't need them to stop so that I feel good about myself. They need to hear what I'm saying. And if they don't want to listen, and I head home, i got plenty of other things to do. I'm out here for their sake. They need to hear what I'm saying, and that needs to come through. What I'm saying is important, mm -hmm. and I want them to hear it. Not so I feel good that I got a crowd that day, but so that they can find Well, it definitely comes Lord. across, and that's why my wife and I support you. <laughs> you can go to TomThePreacher.com to find out more. Hey, Tom, in the few minutes we have left here, Let's deal with the changes on college campuses. We've talked about this ever since Obergefell, which was the ruling of the U.S. Supreme Court that legalized uh, homosexual marriage. Uh, that demographic, that is the homosexuals on college campuses, have kind of chilled. But you were telling me that things are ramping up with the LGBTQ uh, yeah. plus crowd. Explain what's going on in that realm. In the in the early 2000s, there was a tremendous hostility towards the gospel coming from the gay, lesbian, the LG, LGB, part of the LGBTQ. Yes. Tremendous hostility. And, and uh, they were so fired up. We're trying to take away their rights. We're trying to politically push them back and so forth. 
And no matter what you would say to them, it always became political. Well, when gay marriage was legalized, uh, for a couple of years, it really tailed off. The LGBT people were not nearly as antagonistic towards us. But in the last few years, of course, that was 2015 when that was That's legalized. Correct. In the last couple of years, it's ramped up again. And now what it is is the transgender side. Mm. Mark, I'll tell you, in all my years of campus, I'd only run into two transgendered people, one in Ames, Iowa, Iowa State, and one at West Virginia University, in all my years up until about, well, seven, eight, nine years ago. Now, daily, there's no, numerous transgendered people that are speaking up out of the closet, bold, confident, you must celebrate me on the college campus. What and, do you attribute that to? Well, it's the, it's the new frontier. They They won— in the gay lesbian side of things. They won the culture. They won the mm-hmm. when they won the marriage. Marriage is when a culture says that your sexual relationship is good. That's one aspect of what a marriage is. And they won. And when they won that, they've now moved on to the next frontier, which is the transgender. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so how would you deal with someone who came up who was transgendered? And, well, and- it's tough. Yeah, it's tough because they have so thoroughly rejected so, and they're under such a deep deception, a demonic deception, and have so thoroughly rejected the Creator God and the way God made them that it's very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. I say that the Christian, as Christians, we love the sinner, we hate the sin. It it becomes we need to communicate that. The difficulty is they've been told this is their identity. They have difficulty separating that we can love them and not love what they do. We understand that with about every other sin, but the LGBT people have all been so indoctrinated that this is who they are, that it's more difficult to get that message through to them. Mm-hmm. Well, you got about 30 seconds. I want to wrap this up. If you would just speak to our audience, you know, this is what you do. What can they be doing? I mean, obviously, I we support you. We are for what you do. I wish there were 100 thousands of Tom Shorts in the country. Unfortunately, they're not. But if you would just speak to them directly. Of course, pray for us. If you Mm -hmm. want to know more about our ministry, you mentioned Tom the Preacher. And I have a daily, uh, every every day I do a a live YouTube, 8.30 a.m., search for Tom the Preacher, and it's a devotional. I share the word, we pray over it, and so on. But I I would say be careful with your kids. If you send them to the college, they better be ready because they're going into battle. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life, liberty, and justice, go to createdequal.org. To follow Mark, go to markharringtonshow.com. Be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders in the culture war.